Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Now you can start a musical education for your children or yourself for as little as $39.95 with the new RCA Victor Listener's Digest. Here in this one package, you get these three big values. Value number one is 12 of the world's best-loved compositions in digest form on 10 RCA Victor 45 high-fidelity records. They're performed by the world's greatest artists. In complete album form, this collection would cost you almost $60. Value number two is RCA Victor's famous automatic Victrola 45 phonograph. Value number three is a wonderful 42-page musical guide. Fascinating stories about the composers and their music. Now all this can be yours for as little as $39.95. See and hear the new RCA Victor Listener's Digest at your dealers now. Remember the world's best names for quality. RCA and RCA Victor. Last night, Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista went frog hunting. And this morning, the McGee bathroom is so full of frogs, there's no room for McGee's. And I'll give you just 15 minutes to get your little unfeathered friends out of that bathroom. Well, gee whiz. Honestly, McGee, the joint is jumping. Well, now, leave us treat them bouncing bulls with kindness, courtesy, and consideration, kiddo. They're worth about a hundred bucks in cold, hard cash. I'd hate for somebody to offer me a dime for my half right now. Come on, get up out of there. Let's do something about this. Glad to. Nothing gives me a start on the day like the prospect of making an easy fortune. You heard what the chef at the sump room said Monday night. Buck and a quarter pound for all the frogs I can deliver. Well, start delivering. I want my toothbrush out of the bathroom. Well, go on in there and get it. What you scared of? Frogs don't bite. Frogs don't have to. I just don't like them. I opened that door a quarter of an inch and peeked in, and I tell you, it's raining frogs in there. Didn't happen to see any of them with tails, did you? Frogs with tails? Didn't know there was such a thing. Well, there isn't. At least I read somewhere that there's no such thing as a frog with a tail, but... Wouldn't it be wonderful if we found a couple? Not in our bathroom, it wouldn't. Just think, if we found a bullfrog and a cow frog each with a tail, we could go into business. Doing what? Showing them at county fairs? No, breeding them. Frogus magigus wogglius. Our own frogs and their little tails. We could sell them for making a frog's tail soup, you know, like oxtail, only smaller portions. I'll bet every gore man in the country would go for it. Yeah, and every gore woman, too. I know one woman who wants nothing to do with frogs, legs, tails, or otherwise. As I said some time ago, will you kindly get your little froggy friends out of our bathroom so I can start my day right? Oh, right away. Pronto. Toot sweet. I'll get them out of there. Mm, let me think. What am I going to do with them? Do with them? Round them up, cowboy, or should I say bullfrog boy, and herd them down to the Ritz Vista Hotel. After that, I don't care whether you sell them to the chef or register them in a corner suite. Oh, I got a better idea. Why can't I keep them? No! Hmm. If we need any pets, we'll get a nice pair of kangaroos or a small rhinoceros or, or some other trouble-free household creature. Yeah, but they're not pets, Molly. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They're my working stock. 
the foundation of a frog farm. I'll keep them and breed them and raise them and sell them by the million. Now, just a minute. This is the chance of a lifetime, Molly. You realize what a tremendous demand for frogs' legs there is? Right now, they're importing them from Mexico and Cuba. Why, even Japan. Get them out of the house. Fibber McGee's famous frog farm. Fancier frog legs for frog leg fanciers. Don't that sound good? Fibber McGee, the famous frog farmer, says... Fibber McGee, the wifeless frog farmer, is the way that'll read, because if the frog farmer's going to farm frogs in my bathroom, I'll start packing a oh, bag... please wait a minute, Molly. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fix them babies a corral out in the backyard. A corral? Sure. Why don't you just root and throw them and brand them, partner, and let them graze the hills till roundup time? I thought of that, Ma, but I'm scared of rustling. You got a right to feel a feared, Paul. You're looking at rustler number one right now, and if you don't rustle yourself in there and wrestle them frogs out of there... Oh, Mr. McGee! Oh, Mrs. McGee! Oh, somebody, McGee! Say, that sounds like Wally Wimple. I wonder what he... What's the matter down there, Wimp? Not down here. Up there. Up here? No, no, the next window over. I know you'll think there's something wrong with my eyesight, or my glasses, or me... But I, I swear they're frogs jumping out of your bathroom. Frogs? Frogs? Jumping out of our... Oh, my gosh. Come on, Molly. The dam is busted. We've got to rescue the livestock. Back to Estel Vista in a minute. Don't be half safe. Now you can have dry, sweet underarms, even on hot, sticky days, with a new super-effective hot-weather deodorant. It's the new vanishing cream deodorant, Arid. Arid gives you a new kind of protection, rubbed-in protection. You simply rub Arid in, you rub perspiration out. You rub Arid in, you rub odor out. When the cream vanishes, you know you're safe. Here's the secret. Soft, creamy Arid now contains a new magic ingredient called Perstop. And Perstop makes Arid a real vanishing cream deodorant. That's why Arid is one and a half times as effective as any other leading deodorant, as proved by doctors. Rubbed in daily, Arid with Perstop keeps underarms dry, soft, and sweet. Keeps your clothes safe from stains. No other deodorant can give you this extra protection because no other contains Perstop. So get Arid, only 43 cents plus tax. Don't be half safe. Use Arid to be sure. Keep driving them over this way, Wimp. I'm trying to, Mr. McGee. Oh, your backyard's going to be a mess. Shoo, Froggy! <laughs> nice, Froggy. Whoosh! Shoo! No, no, you're supposed to go that way. Pick him up and carry him over here, Wimp. Oh, no. I, I started to, but when he looks at me with that sort of a don't-you-dare expression... He reminds me too much of her. Her? You mean... Yes. Sweetie Face, my big old wife. Go on, Sweetie Face. Hop over the nice puddle Mr. McGee is making for you. Go on before I boot you right in that puddle, Sweetie Face. That's right. Bury your fat, ugly self in the mud, Sweetie Face. Hey, that ain't Sweetie Face, Wimp. That's General Porchbinder. Come on, General. Here, I'll wet you down good. General Porchbinder? Yeah, my old commander in the First World War. The big war, that is. He looked just like this frog here, except his face was red. Uh, the general was larger, of course. Yeah, the biggest frog in our particular puddle. Here, you take the hose a while and keep filling the puddle, will you? I'm going to finish driving these stakes and string chicken wire around it. All righty. <laughs> the reason that frog reminds me of Sweetie Face is because it has such a big, loud mouth, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and she says to me, Wallace... She looks exactly like Oh, that. Mr. Wimple, your wife's on the phone. Uh, oh, oh, my goodness. She did. 
Well, you, you don't suppose she could hear me, do you, Mr. McGee? Uh, tell her I'm coming. Oh, gracious, if she knew what I said to you. <laughs> Look at him go. Boy, that wife of his has him so scared. He... Hey, Wimp, drop the hose, will you? Hey, don't take the hose in the house. If I hadn't hollered at that chucklehead, he'd have run right in the back door with that hose spotting in his hand, and Molly would have planted... Where was Molly going with that hose and such a dither, Johnny? Oh, hi, old-timer. Is his house a fire or something? No, his wife's on the phone. Oh, real trouble, huh? Yeah. Hey, you still got all the frogs here. Thought you'd have them all sold and delivered to the hotel by now, son. Oh, I changed my plans a little. Not going to sell them to the chef down there. At least not yet. Not yet? No. Going to keep this batch of frogs right here in this puddle and use them as the nucleus of a big fancy frog farm. Feed them, breed them, raise them, and sell them by the millions. Oh. Oh. Well, I hope it turns out better for you, son, than it did for Papa. Papa? Yep. Papa had a frog farm at one time, and all us kids was just kids as Johnny. Caught herself a sack of frogs and started raising them in the backyard. Yeah? But it was very nerve-wracking work, and Papa couldn't take it. Oh? Got nervous, very jumpy, took to sitting around all day, snapping at flies. Ah. Broke out with spots all across his back, and face started turning green. He got worse and worse and worse. And one night, one night he just quietly croaked in his sleep. My gosh. Died in his sleep. Oh, no, he just croaked. Oh. Mama woke him up, but as soon as he went back to sleep, he started croaking again. Oh, it was very pathetic, son. Mm. Mama finally had to go home to her mama and took us kids with her. Papa moved out to a cozy little swamp at the edge of town, where he was very happy for a while, till finally, one night, he disappeared. No kidding. What happened to him? Frog hunters, evidently. Never knew for sure, although I thought... Oh, hi, daughter. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Well, I see you've been very busy tearing up the backyard, McGee. That I have, kiddo, that I have. And we're practically right now in the frog farming industry. Boy, oh boy, just wait till you see the dough roll in from the frogs I shipped from Fibber's famous frog farm. Well, I... I'd be a dunce to sell these frogs to that chef at the Ritz Vista Hotel now, when by keeping them a year or two, I'll have ten times as many for him. Well, I wonder how many baby frogs a mama frog does have in a year. You know, old-timer? Well, uh, several at least. Uh, now, McGee... Oh, I'd be silly to sell these all to that chef at the Ritz Vista now, just when I'm starting my business. Right, Molly? Dearie. Hmm? I've been on the telephone about this scheme of yours. Oh? Who'd you talk to? City Hall. City Hall? <laughs> You're wasting your time with them, kiddo. They won't buy any frog legs down there. No, but you just can't start any business you please these days, McGee, without permission. And do you know what I found out down there? I just as soon not hear. Well, first of all, you have to go down there and fill out an application to go in business, leave a deposit, file a bond, get a certificate from the police that you've never been in trouble. Uh-oh. Serious criminal trouble, that is. Satisfy the Humane Society, the Sanitation Department, the uh, Health Commissioner, and the Building Inspector. And then... Yeah. Section 17 of Ordinance 33 says, It is absolutely illegal to operate a frog farm within the city limits. Period. What's the number of the Ritz Vista Hotel? I'll call the chef and sell him these frogs because this is just the right time of the year to get ready. Fibber and Molly will be right back. This is John Wald with a little bit of information for you. People are funny probably something that you knew all along, right? But if there's any doubt in your mind about it, well, then you just listen on Tuesday, October 5th to Art Linkletter, 
when his delightful show, People Are Funny, returns to the air. It's less than two weeks away, and I know you'll enjoy each minute of it. I'll remind you again before October 5th, because People Are Funny is something you can't afford to miss. Of course, there are two qualifications you must meet before you're eligible to enjoy People Are Funny. One, you must be a man, woman, or child. And two, you must like to laugh. Well, that covers just about everybody, I guess. And that's all right, because we want everybody to hear People Are Funny. It's a radio treat for the whole family. And you know, it's just a part of the Tuesday night lineup. The biggest Tuesday in radio, which also includes Dragnet, Lux Radio Theater, The Great Gildersleeve, and our own Fibber McGee and Molly. Well, it's all set, Molly. I just phoned Monsieur Cliché. Who? Monsieur Cliché, the chef at the Ritz Vista. He's coming over tomorrow to inspect the frogs. Gonna sell the whole batch. In good riddance, I might add. Soon as he takes the frogs, we'll dry up that puddle out there before you get the idea to be a nice place to raise pigs. Well, it was kind of a silly idea to raise frogs. Anyhow, and all I need to do is go out to Dugan's Lake about twice a week and catch me a sack full, bring them home, call the chef, put them in the bathtub overnight to keep them alive. No! Okay. No, just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't keep them there. <laughs> good night. Good night, all. Deborah McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Wallace Wimble. This is John Wald assuring you that we haven't heard the last of the frogs as yet. So, to those of you who love frogs, to those of you who hate frogs, and to those of you who can take frogs or leave them alone, a message. Tune in tomorrow. Good night. Part of the news brings you the issue of the day tonight on most NBC radio stations.